Welcome to The Room Next Door, a place to discover your own spirituality, connect with your loved ones on the higher side of life, and figure out what's in store for you on your own life's journey. Whether it's spirituality, astrology, numerology, tarot, or even runes, there's something for everybody each and every week with my hand-picked guests. And this week is no different as we welcome back to the chair, Mr. Carl DeLoe. And amongst many other subjects following on from when he was last with us, we're going to be looking at why the moon landings never took place, why we must protect the environment through climate change, the sophisticated fraud in the UK construction industry, as well as how to go for it big. Please join us on The Room Next Door right now. Well, good evening to you, ladies and gents. My name is Andrew D, and this evening we are at the room next door with our podcast, and I'm joined by the amazing Atlantia. And our guest this week is actually a, a welcome back guest, who is Mr. Carl DeLow, uh, who is an adv- advocate for peace. I will say that uh, again shortly, <laughs> and I'll say it properly. But he's an advocate for peace, and he's basically he's going to carry on where he left off from last time. Uh, incredibly interesting. He was talking about Jesus in India. He was talking about reincarnation. He was talking about the energy chakras. And hopefully this week, he's going to be touching on some of the subjects which do include why dyslexia is a gift. Uh, we did mention minerals last time, but he's also going to be talking about, uh, where are we? Uh, why we must stop buying Chinese products. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, the moon landings and why they never took place. He's going to be talking about practical changes uh, to help the climate, uh, as well as how to go for it big, just a number of the things he wants to talk about. And you really enjoyed Carl's uh, work last time, didn't you, Tracy? I did, yes. It was very interesting. There's a lot of areas that he covers that I'm not that familiar with as well, especially like your moon landings and things. But I'm very into sort of nutrition and minerals and things as well. Mm-hmm. So any any advice you can give on that would be amazing. And I think it helps everybody. I think yeah. we're all in that place now. Yeah. I think what he was talking about when, when he mentioned it to me, he was talking about that. Uh, I know he said about uh, it wasn't vegan. It was something else. Segan. Segan diet. So vegan, it, yeah, yes. Segan diet. Well, he was talking about the minerals uh, in the vegetables and we're not getting the proper minerals we need because of over farming and, you know, That's exhaustion right. of the soil. Uh, yeah. So it's a case of how we, how we get, get to where we need to and get the minerals that we actually need from the that's right yeah because the, food. the soil isn't just of the of the proper value so to yeah, speak quality, yeah, or, the, or even the ph yeah. or exhaustion of it and the nitrogen levels and everything else like that that's right yeah yeah so we Carl can't can get it from the earth that's right now carl can definitely tell us about that but uh now over to you have you got anything that you've been studying this week or looking at at all that you wanted to chat about with Carl or or does any of that no, list of saying you really interest you yeah it's just the whole list you know I'm like it's it's kind of like a one of them pick and mix goodie bags it's like oh which do I go for first yeah yeah <laughs> so no I'm just open to everything that he's mm-hmm. going to bring on and can just absorb the information yeah and do you know what it was uh it was one of those things but when I looked at the list that Carl had produced uh, for example, the, why the moon landings never took place. I was like, uh, you know, you said pick and mix. And I was thinking it's a bit like, 
it sort of reminded me of a, like family fortunes uh, you know pick a subject pick a or you know like, pick, a, pick a category and I was like which which one do I want him to talk about first or which one do I find will I find the most interesting so there's definitely some there that float my boat and others where I'm really interested to find out more because I don't necessarily yeah. know an awful lot about it uh now if you are listening guys and you do uh and you do normally follow us and you do listen to the show we're not doing any reading tonight because carl has reliably informed me that he won't be doing i think he said he's not doing any more podcasts after the end of april he's he's got many other projects he's wanting to do and i know he's traveling to the states i think he said new york for a uh for a big conference there later on this year all being well covid accepted and uh, so w- we thought we've got to take advantage of his vast array of knowledge on the, the subject topics that we're going to talk about tonight uh, and with that we're going to bring carl in very shortly but like i said we had to grab him before he disappears for good so hopefully it won't be forever but uh, i know it is definitely in the in the near to medium term that he's 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 off doing other things as he is a busy man. So should we get Carl in then, Atlantia? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, okay. So uh, we'll just wait for Carl to arrive. I know he's here already. Uh, I feel like he's going to walk on stage at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Carl, good evening to you. How are you? Find yourself. Yeah, yeah. Good, thank you. And can I congratulate you on a haircut? Yes, yes. That was... Uh... <laughs> That's the biggest sort of Christmas present, early Christmas present I've had in my life. Yeah. Or, or a late Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, or a late one. Or a late one, yes. Yeah. Hello, Carl. Lovely to see you again. Hello, uh, Tracy. How are you keeping? Sorry? How are you keeping? Oh, I'm, I'm great. Well? Thank you. I'm good, great. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, what we said, Carl, we're, we're going to hand the floor to you because I know we've got a ton of stuff to get through this evening. And uh, we, we thought, you know, we can't interrupt it. And... You know, what we tend to find, we don't mind when our wonderful listeners say, hey, can I come on board and talk to you guys? But you have tech problems and all sorts. And I thought, let, let's just get on there. Let's do this. And we, we can always do a special just with some readings or, you know, get various guests joining us at, at some point on other weeks. But uh, now I, I was just working my way through the list before, uh, Carl. We did talk about uh, Creator versus God and Jesus in India, reincarnation and human energy fields and chakras last time. So have you got a particular place you'd like to begin with the, the subjects that we didn't touch on? No, I just want to correct you. We didn't talk about Jesus in India. Ah. We spoke, yes, we spoke about the three other topics. Gotcha. As far as I recall, or did we, did we, call, did we speak about Jesus in India? No, I'm, I'm getting confused maybe with another podcast. I, uh, I thought we talked about Jesus in India. What do you reckon, what do you reckon Tracy? Oh, I can't remember. There was so much information yeah. coming in. You know, when you get information mm-hmm. overload, there was so mm-hmm. much information coming in. I know we were talking about the chakras and um, yeah. there was, yeah, there was different things, but I can't remember Jesus in India, if I'm honest. Okay. Well, look, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because, uh, I mean, even if we cover it again, I know there'll be people who didn't listen to the last uh, episode who will be enormously interested in what Jesus was doing in India. So wherever you want to head off, Carl, I'll hand the floor to you and uh, welcome Carl Delow. Thanks a lot. So, yeah, I think um, even if, as you say, if we covered it, it's worthwhile covering again because so uh, I've written three books, Dyslexia Code, uh, the Hellspring Code and the Universe Code. So we're going to get into other books a bit later on, but on the Universe Code, I picked four topics 
uh, one of the Kabbalah.com secrets of the universe, but it, that's where it comes from. Everyone knows about it. It's less and more. So I decided to pick those four topics. And Jesus in India for me is most probably, although reincarnation and created God, created God must be the biggest topic. Um, and then human energy fields and chakras is obviously what we're about and how we connect to the to the spirit world, etc. But Jesus in India is the topic that uh, that I believe can bring us world peace. And so my event is not the end of the year; it's actually in 9th of April in um, New York, and I'm doing it in New York because of Statue of Liberty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's called the One Souls event, and my main aim in life is to be part of the butterfly effect of world peace with others. And my personal view of having researched for my universe code book for seven years is that what will bring us world peace is the five main religions relaxing via the truth. Uh, because the problem is at the moment, uh, because scholars have either changed the scriptures of the five main religions, mainly the Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Islam's case is not that they've changed the Quran in the Arabic form. It's it's the interpretation of that that you've now got 73 different Muslim sects, and they believe slightly different things. They all obviously believe in Prophet Muhammad, but uh, slightly different things. So Jesus in India is um, the topic that most probably the most important topic for me for world peace because once the five main religions can relax then i think we can have true world peace and i believe in our lifetimes the, this is possible things are moving at a far bigger uh, pace than it you know used to do so so much can be done in the next 20 next 50 to 100 years and I'll come back later on the House Pinko book. We can live much longer. Um, so, um, Jesus in India. So, obviously, I've got podcasts on lightsurfers.me, L-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-F-E-R-S.me that go in a little bit more detail. But uh, the topics are the, the other nine topics we didn't discuss last time. Uh, we'll go through them really quickly, but spend a bit more time on Jesus in India. So, about uh, seven and I think it was 722 years before Christ, um, the 12 sons of Jacobs. So I always uh, remember this via the Andrew Lloyd Webber's um, um, dream coat, the amazing dream coat where you had the 12. The Jason and the technical dream coat? Yeah, uh, Jacob in the. J one of them. <laughs> Yeah, one of them. Was it Joseph? Was it Joseph? Joseph. <laughs> it was, yeah. Right, right. It, was a, it was a J, yeah. Joseph, that's right. And it was Jacob's sons, and Joseph was one of the 12. That's right. Now, 10 of those 12s were expelled out of Israel just over 700 years before Christ. And it's very iffy information of where they went, but they went. They knew they went east. So the thought process they went to Afghanistan, Pakistan, and that kind of thing. Now, just the just east of, of uh, Pakistan, you've got Kashmir. And uh, I believe Kashmir is the place where 
is the most disputed place. It's even more than Palestine and Israel. Mm -hmm. And the reason is all five main religions have been there. So, it, but they call it heaven on earth because it's so beautiful, but it's also the place, um, although it's so disputed at the moment, where we can, real world peace can start because if the five main religions can come together. So um, I'm a Christian. Any listeners of yours that uh, are Christians, um, I, I, and um, I suggest that you buckle up now, strap yourself <laughs> in your in your uh, in your seat, because th th this information is what I found certainly in my research, and everyone can research it for themselves, and what makes sense, and and uh, and also I can communicate to spiritual just as you can. Uh, I communicate to the creator by automatic writing, and it said that this is the truth. And unfortunately, in the Old and New Testament, scribes for people power change things. And also in the case of Jesus, it wasn't necessarily changed. So we'll come on to that. So in the um, period of um, where Jesus was 13 to 29, you've got sort of one long verse in the, uh, in the New Testament. And it says he gained wisdom. What actually happened is he went at age 13 because Jesus was such an elevated being, you know, a prophet, that at age 13, uh, you know what uh, the Bible says, that he, he could discuss things. So at age 13, he left uh, and he must have known. I've got no information on that, but he must have known about the lost tribes because they all went east. Now you go the Silk Road that went east. And in um, any case, he went east. And then he was first taught by Hindu scholars in Jagannath, which is in Puri, which is sort of on the east coast of India. Now, I'm trying to get hold of the Jagannath temple, a particular guy, very long name, uh, Swami, uh, so on, um, number 145. To get more information on that. So that information needs to be brought to the world, authenticated and brought to the world, in my view. Then the next information that's, there's sort of three steps. The, the second information that's far more, um, far more information on is that Jesus then went to Lahaza, L-H-A-S-A, uh, I think it's called. In my podcast, I give the right details. And that is in Tibet. So he went through India because at that stage, obviously, there was no India or Tibet or whatever. So, but the current day Tibet, which is part of China, and that is the main hub for the Buddhist, uh, um, the main Buddhist monastery. And there he was taught, I think it was six years uh, by the Buddhist monks. Um, and then he went at age 29, he went back to Israel. Now, what happened is when Buddhist monks go to from different places to Lahaza in Tibet, they uh, have they scribe sometimes different things. And there's one particular monk from, that went from Hima's monastery in Ladakh, which is now part of India. So Ladakh is just east of Kashmir. So Kashmir is in the northern tip of India. We've got Pakistan on the left, Ladakh on the right. And 
he went to Lhasa, which is not far, it's just over the border into, uh, into, into Tibet, and he took a, a scribe and he took the information about Jesus studying there and he put it into a scribe. And so then, into a tablet or a scroll or? Yes, it's a, the color, it's, 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 it's sort of a, uh, I'm done on what it is, but it's sort of a yellowish, a light yellowish mm -hmm. color. Um, and it's like a longish scroll. Uh, one can now, there's actually a very good YouTube that only came out end of last year called Jesus in India, Jesus in Tibet on YouTube, very good. And, um, but basically that information that's in that YouTube uh, is in, so the first one that guy that went to Hinnis was in the late 19th century, a guy called um, a Russian explorer, Novotich, Novotich. And he, he found the, the scribes there. And then uh, just, I think it's just before the war, two UK ladies, one was actually linked to this um, schooling method, uh, Wardorf schooling method, um, saw it, and then another Swami saw it, and then a guy that was um, had was nominated for three Nobel uh, prizes um, saw it as well. Then the UK sort of British side went there to try and get hold of it as well, and then they were told it's not there. But as they explain in that YouTube uh, link, that um, anyone British would have they would have said it's not there because the British plundered, uh -huh. you know, things that put it in the British Museum in London and stuff like that. But um, so the life of St. Isa, so he was called Isa, is exactly that. It tells him that he, he, he came from Israel, he studied Hindus, Buddhists, and then um, that he, and then he went back and he was highly elevated. And um, that now needs, so, I'm calling on the Dalai Lama, and I wish a lot of other people will. I go on to his Facebook page, I post, I email him. Um, now, one of the guys that's going to... So, sorry, Carl, did you say you email the Dalai Lama? Yeah, but now if I say I email the Dalai Lama, I email just an info address. Right, so, got you, yeah. Yeah, you can put in Dalai Lama, you'll see um, at, uh, he's in Dharamasala. Mm -hmm. visited Dharamasala as well. Um, I went twice to India for, for my research um, back to three, four years ago. And it's not an info address, it's something else, but it's like info address. Uh -huh. Get telephone numbers and phone numbers. But um, I've had no success so far, but right. uh, Tarot, that's Tarot Roy, that's one of the speakers at the New York event. He's from Kushinigar, where Buddha passed away. And he's a fantastic guy. He's an everyday guy. He runs the Yama Cafe. In Kushinigar. Uh -huh. Kushinigar is this little sleepy town, um, India, and um, he's he did the tourism video for for um, Kushinigar and recently, uh, and he knows all the Buddhas, all the all not all the Buddhas, all the uh, Buddhists from different places come there, and he knows everyone. Amazing guy. In any case, he knows a Lama that's an ex Lama that he's now trying to get hold of the Lama. The, the, the most important thing for world peace is that we now need to get the, the um, life of St. Isa carbon dated 
and mm-hmm. relief. Um, now, you, you might say, wow, you know, this is controversial stuff. But it's the opposite because in Kashmir, no, no, let me, let me come back to that. So this is where you really got to strap, everyone's got to strap themselves. The uh, Quran says, and in the podcast, I actually read out the verse, that Jesus didn't die on, on the cross. Uh-huh. But he went up to heaven. And I've asked the creator, and, and Jesus had a near-death experience on the cross. But he didn't die. Jesus then, and, and this is the Talmud of Germania. And this is where it gets very controversial because it's Billy Meyer, B-I-L-L-Y, uh, Meyer, M-E-I-E-R. He's in his early 80s now. Mm-hmm. And he's the only contactee with the Pleiadians. He's certainly in the last 50 years. He's got videos to show it, blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously, most say this, this never happened, but he's, he's got all the details. Now, Billy Meyer um, was contacted by the Pleiadians and they told him to go to Jerusalem, to, to, to Jerusalem. They told him where Jesus' real grave was. Mm-hmm. And um, he got the Talmud of Germaniel there. And the Talmud of Germaniel is what Jesus actually wrote. Okay, now let's just step it back a bit. So, okay, what the Talmud of Germaniel says is this. That Jesus died on the cross. He was obviously very weak. Mm-hmm. He was in the uh, cave, the grave, sorry, the grave. But the grave had a secret entrance. And he was treated in the grave for the first two, three days. And then he was moved. And he went north to Damascus. Now, when the authorities that uh, crucified him, when the soldiers went to the grave and they, it says in the New Testament, they rolled over the bowl and the, there was nothing on the third day. I suppose that's Easter Sunday, is that is Easter uh-huh. first. There was nothing. They ran back to authorities and said, he's not there. The authority says, well, tell everyone he's gone up to heaven. And that's where that came from. Uh-huh. And, and tribes didn't actually falsify that because that's what was told. Now, but Jesus survived. Now, the last thing he did, would have done, is to tell everyone that he didn't, that he that he's still alive because they'll just crucify him again. So when it, the Bible says that Thomas, his brother, saw him after the crucifixion, that soul that was the persecutor that became sort of the opposite to that, soul of Paul, um, they saw him, Paul saw him on the road to Damascus. And, he, and they thought they saw a spirit, but it wasn't. It was Jesus in life, physically alive. Then Jesus um, stayed in Damascus for two years. And he then, with his mother Mary, with um, Thomas, his brother, and Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot is, is uh, there was a, uh, must have been another person that gave Jesus away. It, it wasn't the Jews Iscariot. And they then went east. And they must have known because of 700 years before Christ, the, you know, the lost 
um, generation, the 10 of the 12 tribes, where to go. That information must have been known. So I went east, and on the way to Kashmir, Yamo and Kashmir, present-day India, Mary died in um, 80, 80 miles from Srinagar. Srinagar is the capital of Kashmir. And today there's a town built around her, her grave. Called, uh, the town is called Muri, M-U-R-R-E-E. Um, and um, then Jesus went to Srinagar and he lived until the age of 115. This is according to the Talmud of Jumanil. Um, he had three kids, he married, he had three kids. And then his son, he had instructions for his elder son on his passing away to take the Talmud of Jumanil, which is the true New Testament. Uh -huh and take it to Jerusalem and put it in, in the grave, which is, and then in 1963, it was then found um, by Billy Meyer on instruction of the Padaeans. Um, and so again, that makes a lot more sense because it's first of all, the Quran says, the Talmud of Germanel says it, um, that Jesus didn't die, you know, he, it, it's the, the whole, well, what makes more sense that Jesus survived it or that Jesus became a, that just a spirit? Um, Sorry, and, and that, that's from the Quran that says Jesus didn't die. Yeah, so the Quran, there's a verse mm -hmm. that says Jesus didn't die. Mm -hmm. So now the Quran is the creator, we discussed this in the last uh, time, via Angel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And then Prophet Muhammad, that was illiterate, that just suddenly started uh, writing. Well, not suddenly, he meditated for many years. And uh, in the Arabic form, that's the Quran. And the Quran is, is a highly scientific document. They only started to discover things in the Quran in the last hundred years, because, you know, Buddha, uh, Prophet Muhammad was only 600 years after Christ, roughly. But in the last 150 years, they're discovering scientific things that's in the Quran, and, and they will still discover a lot more different things. Uh -huh. um, but the other purpose of the Quran is to correct the falsehoods of the Old and New Testaments that scribes changed. And one is reincarnation. Reincarnation is taken out of the Old and New Testament. Now, again, the Talmud of Jamaniel needs to be... Um, carbon dated and it needs to be released. I've been a bit more successful in, I haven't got hold of Billy Meyer, uh, but two gentlemen that's high up in his sort of uh, figu.org, F-I-G-U.org, and they say it's been burnt it's by a fire. But I asked the creator, it's not burnt. It's, you know, because again, they will say that because uh -huh. they don't, because as soon as, um, they found the Talmud of Germanio. Uh, Iranian guys started translating it into German, German. And then the Israelis killed the, the guy. And in fact, they bombed the, they destroyed the grave as well. They just obliterated it. So this is all information that's out there. But obviously, if if you're a Christian, Christian um, th um, uh, minister or something like that, you'll just say it's untrue. 
but the the tomotrigemonial experts can show you how the current New Testament was taken from the Talmud of Germania. So again, that document which we found, fortunately, so so uh, I would like to meet Benimaya. He doesn't want to meet according to these two chaps. Um, fortunately, speaking to the uh, curator says to me, the Danes will re release it at the right time. So what Kashmir, why is Kashmir so important? So First of all, um, Kashmir is Hindu controlled, or controlled by the, it's part of India, which is a Hindu covenant, as you know. Um, but it's going back, it's hugely um, Hindu. So Shiva, which is one of the prophets, you know, they always talk about the gods. Shiva, my research, like Lord Krishna, was a prophet like Jesus. Now, Shiva, you can go to Kashmir. I, I couldn't go out because it, it, the snow was too much. Where locals, uh, Hindi people, still go up to where, you know, it's a day or two walk where you used to uh, meditate and stuff like that. So Kashmir is heavily Hindu history. Buddha was about 600 years before Christ. That area was heavily Buddhist area. You can see it because the bet is just north. Hima's monastery is just to the west in a dark, heavy, heavy um, Buddhist uh, area. Um, now, Judaism. The locals took me, and the locals didn't know where it was. I had to tell them where to look for. They took me an hour, hour and a half out of Srinagar, capital of Kashmir, and there is Moses's shrine to Moses. It's a very makeshift thing with uh, reddish plastic stuff, but the locals that's there, I couldn't speak the language. My the two interpreters spoke the language. This is where Moses was, not where he died, we passed over, but he was there. Um, and then the Ahmadian uh, Muslims believe Jesus died in Srinagar. There's a specific place where you can go to. Uh, the Badains say no, he was on a hill, and I believe I've been to the hill. Um, and um, also Solomon was there. Um, now, so yeah, I won't go into more detail. And then obviously, so, so that's Judaism. And because of the lost tribes, that's where it must have happened. They would have gone to Kashmir. And that's uh -huh. where the history of that came. That's where Moses was. You know, that's why. Um, they must probably went there because Moses was a thousand two hundred years or so before Christ, so there was already a history, and that's where they went out there. And then you had, for Christianity, you've got uh, Jesus was there, and then um, currently Kashmir is ninety six percent Muslim, so it's heavily disputed because you know obviously Pakistan wanted everyone, um, but. Why is this so important? Because once Christians can start understand that the truth is that Jesus was taught by Hindu scholars and, and uh, Buddhist scholars, then you can pull the, those three religions together uh -huh. at the start of world peace. And Jesus was a, a Jew. So now you've got the Jewish and Moses's shrine is there, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
So now you've got the four religions. And then the last one, Islam, is uh, it's all the, uh, it's 96% Islam territory, that. But it's also, uh, as you know, uh, Muslims believe in Jesus and the Old Testament and the Old Testament prophets. So Kashmir and Jesus being in India is, in my view, from my research, where world peace will start, the truth. Uh -huh. But it's a hard sell um, because, you know, like I grew up in Dutch Reformed Church in Pretoria, South Africa, the heart of apartheid. And uh, we used to go to Sunday school, well, church for an hour, Sunday school for an hour. I don't know exactly what you did. And um, to now, so I know how a lot of my friend, friends still from South Africa think and, you know, sort of blasphemy that you say this kind of thing. But somehow this information needs to start coming out. And uh, because without that, there's not going to be world peace. Uh -huh. Okay, great. So, if you don't mind me asking, then Carl, I mean, you went to Kashmir. You've done a lot of research by going to these places and talking to the people and seeing the seeing the likes of Moses a shrine. But if it's so easy, I mean, I think I know the answer already because it's down to control and religion and make you know. But if you could see it, and everybody else can see it. You know, surely the the religious leaders of the world should be the advocates for peace, but it's gone it's gone the other way because, as you said, you've got seventy three sects within the the Muslim religion. Uh, who knows how many within Christianity? And of course, you've got Orthodox Jews uh, and so on and so forth. So it's it's almost like everybody is just protecting their own piece of the pie, aren't they? Yes, it's uh, people for people power. You know, um, we don't need. Um, so in Islam, I had a podcast a week ago so with a, Buddhist, Buddhist, uh, a Muslim person and said, we can speak directly, we can pray directly to the greater and the greater the light, as the Kabbalists call it, we can meditate, meditate, uh, meditate and the creator, the light can speak to us. We don't need anyone in between. And all of these things are always people power. As soon as Prophet Muhammad died, the Muslims and the whole reason of the Quran was to set the record straight. Uh, the uh, Muslims created over the next, you know, you've got Sunni and Shia, Sunni and Shia, it's only two, they're two main ones, there's 73 in total. Amadian is, is the last one and prophesied to be fortunately the last one. But as you, uh, Christianity, if you go on um, Wikipedia, it's a thousand. In other websites, say the city thousand, because there's so many different Christian sects. But we don't need, so I'm not saying it's wrong to go to church, but you, you don't need to, um, you don't, to speak to the creator, you can do it direct. Uh -huh. And um, we don't need, and it's all been people power. It's, the Old and New Testament was changed for people power. You know, reincarnation was taken out because as soon as you can stand reincarnation, then that power of the church uh, goes away. And um, it's, you know, the, the most important thing I, from our seven years of research is the truth will set us free. 
uh -huh. anything in life, just speak the truth. And, and we need to, in religion now, get to the truth. There's only one creator for the five main religions. And I'm just talking about the five main because that's 75% of humanity. Uh -huh. The other 25, or okay, if you're atheist, you're atheist, and that's fine. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an important topic, but it's one that I'm going to discuss my other two books now. When I've, there's one particular host that discusses books and for 15 minutes, and uh, I had the health screen code, I had the lecture code, and he gets about 700 people, six, seven people uh, that download, they quite like him. And on both the health screen code and dyslexia, which are, we'll discuss now very shortly, briefly, is very opposite to what people think. I got 50 likes, very, very few dislikes, 50 likes. I picked Jesus in India for the book, The Universe Code, the only topic out of those four topics, and I got no likes. Uh -huh. So it, it just shows it is a very thing. But that YouTube, which um, I only found literally about two months ago, and it was only posted in last year, has on the Jesus in India Tibet. But if you just put in YouTube, Jesus in India, you'll see that it's a half an hour so long. And that is the books. I read two books, Jovetnich and that other uh, UK lady wrote, or Life is in Easy Books. It's exactly the same story. But since December, that guy, and I've been in touch with him, he's in London, um, has had uh, three quarters of a million um, views. So, you know, things are coming out and uh -huh. things will speed up. So, um, so before, um, I know we've only got about 10 minutes left. We, so to, to discuss the other 12 topics, I'll have to be brief. Is there anything <laughs> else before I go on to the other, not the other 12, there's now eight left? Well, actually, Carl, uh, we've got uh, not 10 minutes, although I apportion, you know, I said, hey, it's 45 minutes, but uh, Tracy and I are going to be here for about an hour from when we started. So, you know, let, let's just, I mean, if you're happy just to stay, on with it. if you're happy to stay for another 20 minutes or so, that okay. I, I, I don't want to cut you short. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go for 20 minutes then. Okay. So discuss the four topics uh, in this podcast and previous one on Universe Code. So then my other book is called The Dyslexia Code. So 10% of your listeners will find this interesting. Um, so how can I discuss it briefly? Because I normally discuss it half an hour. Um, the dyslexia associations are 99% non-dyslexic people that want to make dyslexic people non-dyslexic. How it works is Sally Sayworth in, at Yale University, she's in late 70s, I assume she's not there anymore, and Yale uh, Learning School or something in New York, did very advanced studies, what I discovered about 10 years ago when I started researching for Lexico. That, that's actually how I started. My daughter was taken out of, my property exploded in Dublin uh, in 2007, eight, and after the subprime crisis. And at the same time, in 2009, my daughter was diagnosed with dyslexia and taken out of the class. And I said to my then ex-wife, we've got to get her back in the class. So I, I researched dyslexia. And so Sally Sayworth, they put, dyslexic people down and non-dyslexic people down at the fMRI tunnel, the X-ray tunnel. And they discovered dyslexic people may mainly use the right side of the brain. Mm -hmm. In my book, I show all the details of it 
these, uh, you know, a section thread. And a non-dyslexic people use the left side of the brain. So the right side is the um, innovative, more creative side, and the left side is sequential side. And the sequential side is good for the educational system. Uh -huh. And, but in my time growing up 60s, 70s in South Africa, you, you were never diagnosed and it would have been the same here in the UK and the rest of around the world. But now in the last 20 years, kids are getting diagnosed, which is advantage, but it's also disadvantage. Because the disadvantage is, Sally Sayers has shown in this FMR studies, they then put a dyslexic person on words, hammering reading and writing into a person, which a dyslexic person already hates. They're already tired from school. And then after a year, they start using the left side of the brain. The brain is very plastic. So they're taking away the gift of dyslexia. Yes, now that dyslexic person will have more A's at school. Uh -huh. But in my book, I list Einstein, Tesla, Thomas Edison, four US presidents, um, including Churchill, Muhammad Ali, many, many, that were all dyslexic and they would have not have been diagnosed. So well, they would have retained the right brain. Now, it's a gift to be left brain minded as well, because you, you're quick. But so my whole drive there is I've created this event called International Celebration Flex Event, which is also on lightsubs.me. And it's 30th October, free one day event on Zoom. We have got different speakers and stuff like that. And it's it's a hard one to sell this one. Yeah. Because it's very difficult for parents to understand that their child is a gift. All, all the parents want to do is to make them read and write proper and get more A's. So to sell the thing to say, we need more Einsteins. We need people, far more innovators. And I've got a system, a clay uh, this guy, Ron Davis, discovered there's 250 um, trigger words in the language that's got no shape. So a horse has got a shape, but the word up, left and right, has got no shape. So uh -huh. then the book with a clay shape, say the word between, and then she puts an arrow between it, and then she takes a picture of it. So it's a fun method, but it retrains the right side, right side uh, brain. So if so I'm hoping my lifetime we can reverse this whole thing, then we can unleash 10% of the dyslexic community. And also just saying the gift of dyslexia, because your subconscious mind cannot reject your instruction you give it, it's an affirmation, makes a dyslexic person have confidence. So it's, 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 it's a, any case, we can't talk, discuss it further. So um, the second one, is any, any comments before we get to my other book, The Housebreak Code? No, I mean, I, I find what you said fascinating uh, and the fact that, you know, like you said, back in the 60s and 70s, kids were put in the naughty corner or put on the bottom stair or whatever, for not, not conforming. Uh, and it's surprising, not necessarily, my, brother's got, my brother has got a form of dyslexia whereby... Uh, well, I mean, when we were kids, we were cruel. We used to call him cloth ears because he never <laughs> listened to a word you said. And my mum used to say, God, I, I, I was talking to him. I was in the middle of a conversation and he walked away. And he would come back days later with what you were talking about. And it was actually uh, uh, 
a girl he was dating recognized a few things within him. Uh, he's got, you know, he's made a successful business for himself, uh, but she recognized a few things within him, got him assessed. Uh, and uh, he said, at least you know what it is now. And it was a form of dyslexia, basically where words go in and they don't necessarily get processed or information goes in. It doesn't necessarily get processed, uh, but it gets processed. You know, for you, it may go in, get processed, come out if you like. For him, it goes in, he goes, blah, 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 you know, sort of round. And eventually we'll get processed, but may, maybe three days later. Uh, but it's, it still gets there. But he can almost turn his hand to anything business-wise. He's got his own catering business. Uh, and, you know, if he's got to make something work, he will always find a way to make something work because of that creative side of him. So I've, I've seen it in action. So, you know, I can really, uh, well, you know. Because 5,000 years ago, before 4,500 years ago, before the written word, there would have been no such thing as a dyslexic person. No. So in the human evolution, writing, you know, even Socrates, which was two, three hundred years before Christ, the father, what's it, the Western, um, what we call the philosophy, Western father for Western philosophy, he, he, he uh, only Plato started writing things down, he's student. Mm -hmm. So before that, so actually 5,000 years ago, uh, a dyslexic person would have been far more advanced than everyone else if uh -huh. you put it that way but now it's gone the opposite um but we're now moving into the 3d you know uh methods so a dyslexic person so um you know fascinating okay my second topic uh is why minerals natural everything in health so that's my book the house spring code so how do i sum that up very quickly um i studied Four people studied the Hunzakats in northern Pakistan that lived disease-free until the mid-1960s. I've got a video of them in my book where a guy in his 90s playing volleyball. And uh, one U.S. doctor lived with them with Hunzakats for uh, seven years and figured out how they did it. Now, what they didn't eat is meat, dairy, and eggs. And they were all organic. And then most of the other seven longevity nations were exactly the same. Then I've got a chapter on the China study. So the premier of China in the mid 70s got cancer. So with Oxford University and Cornell University in the States, they surveyed 96% of the then 880 million people. And what did they discover? What's the cause of cancer? That's all there. People could poo it, but these two are the biggest longevity nations in the China study the biggest natural studies. Um, and what's the cause of cancer? Meat, dairy, and eggs. So how does it work? Our blood runs at 7.365 pH. Uh -huh. If it goes up or down by 0.5, you die. And there's three systems that regulate the blood within that pH range. And that's the blood, the circulatory system, the lungs and the kidneys. All meat, dairy, and eggs are slightly alkaline. So our bodies are actually, when you're born, and the blood is 7.365, so it's slightly alkaline. All meat, dairy, eggs are slightly alkaline before it enters the body, but they're all acidic forming in the body. It's called a Kral score, P-R-A-L. Uh, all fruit and veg, whether it's acidic, like a lemon, between 3 and 4 pH, 
or broccoli, let's say, APH, are all alkaline forming in the body. Again, it's called a Prowlskull. So now, um, people, because of different genes they've got, one particular gene, um, if you're putting this meat, dairy, egg, acidic diet in your body, it then, because of that gene, it says to the body, get me calcium, because calcium is an alkaline mineral. So for the blood now to stay close to 7.365 pH, it has to get calcium from the bones. Otherwise, it cannot stay. It's not going to, it's going to go up or down 0.5% uh -huh. pH. And that's when you get osteoporosis or myelin cancer. With multiple sclerosis, around the nerves, you've got a myelin sheath. So it's like a, a wire, electrical wire with the rubber around it. That myelin sheath, that rubber, protects the nerves. And with multiple sclerosis, the, they call it crisscross chatter, the nerves touch each other. Uh -huh. So what happens is the myelin sheath gets eroded away. And I immediately know, knew, at that stage, that the myelin sheath has to be alkaline mineral. And sure it was. It was made up of alkaline minerals. I don't know exactly what ones. So with someone with multiple sclerosis, because of the gene, it goes, it, it eats, literally eats your body, eats the myelin sheath to get those alkaline minerals so the blood can stay close to 7.365 pH. Cystic fibrosis is uh, the lungs. Now, my when I went on, uh, on a vegan, uh, no, I first went on a vegan and organic diet. Um, and I'll get back to that. After nine months, um, no, no. so I went on a, a vegan diet and then I, I was in Dublin. I flew to BioLab in London. I did urine, blood and saliva tests and my mineral and vitamin levels fell below recommended standards. So then to get it up, I went fish. So I'm now on a vegan diet, which is vegan plus fish. And I'm 70% organic. And within nine months, my asthma disappeared. So cystic fibrosis is also all about the lungs. Now, I'm not even a nutritionist. I'm no doctor. But I just know, I, I know that cystic fibrosis sufferers will, uh, of these three diseases, will be reversed quicker. Uh -huh. So I've got a 36-month study called the Let's Live Longer study. So I mentioned this to last from 1st of May. That's how I'm starting to work on. So if you go to Lights of Me, you click on Let's Live Longer. You'll see there I've got the study, and I'm now promoting it. Um, 36 months, informal study. I've tried for 10 years to get the uh, scientific community to back the study, but no joy. And uh, Zoom once a month first Saturday of the month. I'm doing it all for free. Um, but then when the success come out, I want to try and sell it to Netflix and then make money out of it. So this is what I'm starting on now. And then the other study I'm starting with now is called the Minerals in Plants study. So the Hunza cuts were had about 100 times more minerals in their food than us. Uh -huh. And that's the key in the long run. So Vegans is the right thing to do, but it's the wrong thing currently because uh, 
seafood has and and a lot of sea salt in land salt has got a lot of minerals in it which food hasn't they haven't uh, fruit and veg haven't got that mineral content in it and that's why my topic is why minerals naturally everything else it turns out minerals is an important one so the mineral plant study uh, i've had a chinese professor at trinity college in in, in uh, dublin helping me and we're now increasing the four main alkaline minerals, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and uh, what's the last one? Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and... Is it zinc? No, uh, so sodium, potassium, calcium, calcium, sorry. And in, we're taking soil, we had a Zoom today, that's high in those four alkaline minerals. We mix it in a normal soil, and then we're planting, uh, we plant plants, we're going to plant plants, plants, but then we're bringing in a structured water device. I've got a chapter nine in my house spring book, the structured water device. So it mimics water flowing over cobblestones in nature, but it's a big device that with pressure pull, pushes um, water over balls uh -huh. and it speeds up the whole process. And I've seen videos of this where strawberry field with this is like 30% more bigger than the field next door with that. So I'm hoping that a combination of that can then in increase the minerals in the plants. And that's the future for humanity. That's, that's because you don't see a strong vegan. You know, my brother, Mike, tells me that he's big into cricket and rugby and stuff. The, the Indian cricket team, there's not one fast bowler that's a Hindu because they're vegetarian. All the fast bowlers are the Muslims, the uh, meat eaters, because the vegan food just haven't got the minerals. Uh -huh. Although the um, the Roman gladiators, according to a Netflix movie, uh, the Game Changers, were vegetarians, but they must have had a lot of mineral in their fruit. So for the next twenty years, I'm promoting a vegan plus 100% organic diet. And because it's too difficult for someone who goes meat, dairy, and eggs. You know, one of my best friends in Africa is a butcher. So how do you go from meat, dairy, and eggs straight onto vegan? So vegan is an in-between diet for the next 20 years. Uh -huh. But then in the long run, we must go vegan, but with increased minerals. It's all about minerals. So you've got um, nutritionists talk about the six things. They talk about mineral, vitamins, water, uh, carbs, um, fats, and Protein. protein is a myth. You get ample iodine amino acid tests because you get plenty of protein in, if you eat go vegan. Um, uh, fats, the fish has got, they eat the algae, so it's omegas, which is good. And vegetarian fats are okay. Um, water, you need to go structured water. Um, and then the mineral and vitamins dance together. And it's all about the minerals. That's why I'm talking about why minerals and health and everything. And then the seventh things, the seventh thing that nutritionists need to add is pH. They forget about pH. pH in the body is everything. So that's a very quick summary. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, any thoughts at all, Tracy? No, I'm just really fascinated by it all. I'm just really taking it all in. For once, I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a complete fallacy that kids need to be in hospitals. Complete, they, uh, other than accidents. 
And I'm not against the medical community. If I'm in an accident, I want medical treatment. Thank you very much. It's a complete fallacy is we're just putting so much rubbish. Mm -hmm. in. And I'll, at the end of that website, let's, you know, lots of me click on uh, Let's Live Longer Now. I've got recipes there, seven-day recipe. I've got seven-day recipes that I paid about a thousand pounds for for my Irish nutritionist chest. But then I've got my recipe, like the super economy recipe. And you can do it for cheaper than meat and eggs. This is mm -hmm. the beauty. The kids don't need hospital. It is the average person is more interested in the petrol they put in their car than what they put in their body. Mm -hmm. you, put, you know, if you think about it, um, all food that's non-organic has got pesticides in it. And those pesticides get trapped in your cells. It's it's just that on its own before even meat, dairy, and eggs. It's and that's why it's a miracle that people can last as long as they can uh -huh. uh, with all the rubbish we put in our body. So it's a it's a difficult diet to go on, but highly rewarding because um, you I don't get colds, I don't get flu, I cannot get COVID. It's impossible for me to get COVID because I, I can't go on because it's a guy because of. Uh, become you you had become in the late 19th century and you had Pasteur. Pasteur was the germ theory become said it's all in the terrain and on Pasteur's deathbed he said become got it right if your terrain is correct you cannot get any disease um so yeah so that's that so i'll just for the next two minutes we've got two minutes left i'll go on to the others number seven to twelve okay why the moon landings never took place. I go through five out of 20 reasons why the moon landings never took place. Why is it important? Because it was the biggest lie ever told. And the US cannot be the um, leader of the free world until this, until NASA clears this up. Um, for world peace, we, so the US karma as a country is so bad because of this. And it needs to be corrected. So um, it's for the US people that need to correct it. I've sent it off to 10 um, US state um, attorney generals. Not probably no one will open it, but I just hope with the butterfly effect. Eight. Uh, so this is topic eight. Why we must stop buying Chinese products and products from countries that kill dolphins and whales. So all Chinese communist uh, party members must be atheists, and that's okay, but they're persecuting 25% of the population. So 18% uh, Buddhists, 4% uh, Christians, and sort of 1 or 2% uh, Muslims. We're now only hearing of the Muslims, but you know, the Buddhists, the Dalai Lama was pushed out of uh, Tibet and whatever. And that needs to stop because Again, we cannot have world peace without yin and yang. China needs to start moving on because of yin and yang. So that's why it's important. And I'm calling the UK government to be the first government to ban all import of any Chinese goods. Uh -huh. Only way China is going to uh, take notice is economically. Now, I grew up in South Africa where apartheid. It wasn't, it wasn't directed at the black people, but it worked sanctions work the treat Dolph kill dolphins and whales so the Japanese kill thousands of dolphins each year because they the fishermen's uh, dolphins eat the tuna 
dolphins and whales are not animals. They came from Bodeans. They, they hold part of our Akash. So that needs to stop. Whales, I couldn't believe it. Denmark, not Den yeah, Denmark is killing, still killing whales. I thought all of that you know, stopped. Uh -huh. Number nine, climate change, practical steps. Uh, I'm big into the environment and I did a half an hour chat on practical steps that I wish they would talk in these shows on climate. Just things people can do tomorrow. Um, little things that if everyone did it will be massive. Um, number 10, how to protect your child from political care. Now, number seven to number 12 that I'm mentioning here are not in my three books, but they think that happened to me and that I was sort of in my life or I had a sort of just bumped into. And it's a sixth topic that I believe can make the world a better place. Uh -huh. uh, everyone, we all need to do our own bit and everyone will have different topics and whatever. So, okay, how to protect your child from pedophilia. So I was in the UK with my then wife, two kids before I had my third kid. And my daughter came to me and said, daddy, is it true that I've got two daddies? I said, what do you mean by that? So he said, my so-and-so said it was my daddy. So at that stage, I first thought, this guy's having trying to have an affair with my wife. So I was a Qantas and within two weeks, I was out of the Qantas practice and I started working from home. And then a whole year, uh, after a year, I went to um, Scotland Yard pedophile unit because grooming is very gray and this person and his wife two daughters were best friends of my two daughters so i couldn't act quickly until i was exactly knew what was on the whole purpose of that talk is for parents of kids and young kids now because you could don't get a book on pedophilia you certainly didn't then i haven't researched it now but this all happened in 2003 2004 um so if I can, with that, help one child not being abused, that will be successful. Number 11, sophisticated fraud in the UK construction industry. So that was my profession until uh, two years ago. Um, um, and I found in the UK, there's a particular procurement method that makes it impossible for a contractor not to create fraud. And I talk about it and it's shameful. And I've gone to the RSS, the Royal Insurance Transfer I've gone to the fraud office, I've gone to the competition authority and no one listens to me. And it just continues, unbelievable. And it's 25% of the massive job. My last two jobs were quarter of a billion pound jobs. And wow. those were just the phases I worked on. I mean, they were massive jobs. And there's a huge amount of money. Uh, the one was 20% over, the other one was 30% over. And both I had to resign. Because I'm the senior connoisseur that have to sign this off. So there's no ways I'm signing this off. Um, and then my last topic is, uh, and then in that topic, sophisticated fraud, um, the connoisseur profession is dying. And I, I, I'm promoting a method how we can bring it back on track and actually completely flip it. And then the last one, um, number 12, how to go for it big. And Obviously, there's a lot of things discussed, listeners now. So I would say number 12, how to go for a big, is the most important one to listen to. Because it doesn't say how to make a big. You can make a big, but you might not necessarily make a big. 
but how to go for it big. At least when you go for it, go for it big. The last two projects I worked on were massive as a quantum surveyor jobs. They were far easier. Better paid because it's a big project, better staffed, less consultants. It's far easier to go big and then start with small steps. But you have to have tools in your tool bag. Uh-huh. And how to go for a big, if anyone listens to uh, listen to that now, if you want to go big and you follow the steps uh, that I've picked up in the last 10 years, there might be another journey how to get to it. But you need the tools in the toolbox if you want to go for a big. And go for a big. Have fun. Don't go for it small. Don't even think about going for small. The, the investors want to invest in big things. They're not interested in small kind of stuff. It's, you know, the only thing I agree with Trump on is he can think big. That guy can think big. Just imagine what he's achieved, you know, um, from th- just thinking big. Um, and you, you have to think big. So I can't even start getting in that because we're five minutes now over the extra <laughs> But it's, it's a fascinating uh, discussion. And you can, the information in there can, if you want to make a change to the world, anyone listening, information is there is worth millions and millions and millions. Okay, thank you, Carl. And what you said there about, uh, you know, making it big or going for it big, is that within your book, The Universe Code? Now, some of the, uh, inform- a little bit of the information is in there, but generally not. Um, it is the steps I did uh, to make me r- write those research, first of all, I never knew I'm going to write three books, to research for those three books and come up with these 12 topics. If I didn't do what I did in there, there's no way I could have even considered it. Uh-huh. So, um it, you need help, you need certain things, you need tools in the toolbox, and they all there. And um, so I've researched that as well. And so I know the package I put together in how to go for a big is so powerful, it's not even funny. And if anyone followed that recipe in there, um, it, it will, the, the results will be astounding. And, and sorry, uh, I missed that slightly. So the, the go for it big, where do we find, I mean, because that's the one I'm really interested in. Where did we find out more about that? Okay, so go to lightsurfers.me, L-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-F-E-R-S.me, yep. and you, um, you'll see my 12 topics there. And the last topic is how to go for a big, and I've got a few podcasts in there. Fabulous. Okay. So, guys, if you are listening, Mr. Carl Delos joined us this evening uh, and just gave us a very brief counter through uh, his 12 topics. I'm sure you've, uh, you were taking them all on board, but his website is lightsurfers.me. So, L I G H T S U R F E R S dot M E. Uh, his books are The Universe Code, The Health Spring Code, The Dyslexia Code. And, uh, Carl, can you just remind us? I mean, are you? Are you going to be, when you go to New York, uh, fingers crossed that you do get there, and I hope it's all okay for you, but uh, will you be recording anything? Will you be bringing anything back and putting it on your website, or is it all staying in-house in New York? No, so the um, the 30th of October international celebration of dyslexia, because dyslexia is mm-hmm. to be celebrated, is a Zoom event, yep. and it's 
then we've that Zoom videos we're going to put on my web on their website, which uh -huh. is invitesurface.me. You click on uh, ICD International Celebration Dyslexia, and that I'm going to promote for the rest of my life. It's a one-off event. The New York event on the 9th of uh, April next year, you can either go to, but if you can't, uh, I'm going to put the videos of that onto the website after the 9th of April next year and promote it for uh, the rest of uh, uh, rest of my life. And then uh, tomorrow I'm moving to Dublin. My kids, three kids are in Dublin. Well, actually one child in Barcelona, but with their mom. So I've in London currently, but I'm moving across. And then I'm going to start those two studies, Let's of London now and uh, Minerals in Plant. And um, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, all I can say is have a safe trip, have an amazing time in Dublin. And uh, the, the two podcasts that we've done, I mean, I found this equally enthralling. Uh, and I know, like you said, Tracy's a bit lost for words there. Which yeah, not... I'm just totally it all. <laughs> Normally she's a bit of a gas bag. Uh, but... <laughs> I know, but uh, I thought if I'm talking, I'm going to miss it all. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, the reason I was so ensconced by it is because there was so much information. I was, and especially when I was trying to follow Jesus' trip, you know, uh, up into Kashmir and the way you know, the tribe people went east and that's where all the religions are. Uh, so listen so much to take in uh carl thank you so much for donating your time to us giving us your time uh, all the very best of luck with everything in your future endeavors and i'm sure our paths will cross again at some point in the future thank you thank you Good okay luck. thank you carl and uh take care and uh let, let's speak soon okay T thanks carl bye-bye now thank bye. you bye bye-bye Okay. Uh, oh, I thought, oh, there's only me. Uh, right. Wow. Uh, have, you, have you got any brain space to take any more of that information in? No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. It's like he said, one of his books, uh, I think, I can't remember which one now, but it took him seven years to research and he had a million, he had a million words written down and then he had to whittle it down to the size of a book that we could all take in and absorb yeah. uh so i'm definitely going to look his books up lightsurfers.me is carl below's website yeah. and an absolute font of knowledge so so talking of knowledge and all our guests and everything like that we are drawing to a close this evening but next week's guest is chrissy blaze now you may remember wajit a few weeks back now Tr tracy you've been keeping in touch with wajit haven't you yes Yes, yeah, so are you, two, are you two electronic pen pals now, are you? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Middle-aged sweethearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's lovely. Yeah, he's so he lovely. Do you know what I find out? He's so dry, isn't he? You know, he's talking. He's and... really funny. Yeah, yeah he's, he got his, he's got really his poker face. Laugh. Yeah, he's got his <laughs> poker face. He doesn't... Yeah, and he just says something, and I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. He's an absolute uh, fountain of knowledge, though. The things yeah. that he knows is just incredibly so spiritually enlightened. This is it. You know? This is it. But one of his friends, Chrissy Blaze, is she's an American astrologer. She's joining us next Wednesday. And her book, which she sent me a copy of, and I found in my brain, because I tell you what, my book, The Room Next Door, if people order it on uh, Amazon, I think it gets printed in the country that you're in, so it, it arrives fairly quickly. Uh, but if I send a copy, a signed copy of the books that I hold, 
I mean, it took one one of them two weeks to get to Canada. I thought, for the sake of a signature, she might as well have ordered it, you know, online. But Chrissy sent me this book and she said, Andrew, will be there tomorrow. And it arrived on a Sunday. It's like, what's going on here? And, and I realised yeah. it, it was obviously printed fairly local and then sent to me. You'll but, have to send me the link to that book. Yeah. Well, no, this is the weird thing. I will let I will read this and I'll let you have it. The reason is because she sent me a, uh, what do you call it? A, a, oh, what's those? The pad, the digital version of it. That's, that's oh, what right. Yeah. 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 Uh, digital version. Oh, of I it. like to feel a book in my hands. I yeah. do. I like the old fashioned way. And uh, I, I said, well, I, I can't find it. It won't come through because she sent it to me as a gift digitally. And it turns out yeah. it's it, it, Amazon said, this is not available in your country digitally. It's like, well, it's just a book. Oh. But, but she sent me a printed one, printed and sent by Amazon. So uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> but it's called Earth. <laughs> astrology's missing planet okay get rid of earth astrology's missing planet and chrissy blaze's book is all about the fact that uh the earth itself the book addresses the influence the meaning and the relevance of the earth in horoscopes now we, we hear about neptune uranus mercury pluto but you never hear anybody talk about earth do you no we don't yeah we don't and I think I think that's a bit of a gotcha, <laughs> you know. Why we're, we're always looking, and life is like that as well, isn't it, Trace? We're always looking yeah. where we want to be. We're always looking over there, um, and especially when it comes to happiness. And people say, "Where's happiness? Oh, it's over there." And when you get there, you go, "Oh no, it, it's over there." Um, so yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit like maybe actually Earth is, in terms of astrology, is all we actually need. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't actually know an awful lot about astrology, but I find it fascinating and I love it. But it's it's such a, a big subject. I think you have to really sit and sort of learn a lot about it. And mm -hmm. I think because I'm learning other things as well, I haven't got the time to sit and actually learn about it all in a study. Mm -hmm. uh, but I absolutely love it. I love astrology. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I, I think each of us are drawn to a certain... I don't know, discipline, if you like. So yours was witchcraft. Mine was always, from about the age of 15, it was always the spirit world. Nobody ever taught me. Nobody ever made me interested in it. Nobody said, you must learn this, a bit like religion. Yeah. I just went, I'm just drawn to it. You were drawn yeah. to your witchcraft. So you grow up with it, don't you? So there are yeah. people who grow up with astrology. And I think if you're trying to get into astrology in your 50s, I'm not saying you can't yeah. do it, but I think we're a bit behind the drag curve a little it bit. It is a big, big subject, astrology. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I love me healing, me healing. I love me witchcraft, as you know, but me healing is my biggest passion. I mm. love healing. Yeah. I always have done, but like that, I've been doing that for over 20 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've worked with a lot of different healing modalities and I absolutely love it. And I love healing people and making a big difference in people's lives, mm -hmm. which you can do with spell work as well. But I love the actual healing energies and connecting to the energies. It's, it's wonderful. But yeah, astrology is such a big subject. If I was to go into something like that myself now, mm -hmm. I would only have a handful of um, information really because I wouldn't be able to gather that amount of information yeah. that a professional astrologist would need they'd have yeah. to study for a long time and I'll tell you one of the questions I'm going to ask her is and this should this has just occurred to me right if they say at this point because of the planetary aspects or whatever you want to call it uh this could happen that could happen it you know I, I say it's the law of averages it's like you know when when we have this planetary formation the 
this can be happen for a lot of people. Okay, so I, I'd like to know is when they look at your charts and where they say you should be and where you have been, blah blah blah. Is your is your death actually on your own charts? I, I mean, is, 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 is there is there a is there a point when it? Hang on a minute. What? How come? How come there's no info here? What? Oh, you're dead, mate. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, although I we don't know, know. I, I honestly don't know with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Chrissy will be able to answer these questions. I'm sure yeah. she will. Is your own demise within your own uh, astrological chart? Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, there we go. Page. Oh, there's only one page. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listen, I don't know about. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I thought that was the dawn chorus before when I heard the birds singing on your end, but it's still evening, it's still dusk, and I love dusk in the summer. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to hop to trough. I'm, I'm going to go down and see what's happening in the world. Uh, so are you, are you back next week? Are you back with us, Trace? Oh, absolutely, yes. Cool, yes, okay. Definitely. And, and we've got some work to do on Friday, haven't we? Yes. Fab, okay. Yes. And uh, listen, uh, my name's Andrew D, and you are... Tracy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are back next week. Uh, we'll be back, uh, yeah, next Wednesday, and uh, we'll be talking to Chrissy Blaze, the astrologer, at talking about the missing planet Earth in our horoscope. So until next week, as they say, TTFN, TTFN, ta for now. <laughs> bye. See you, bye-bye. You've been listening to The Room Next Door with me, Andrew D, and my co-host, Atlantia. And thank you for joining us each and every week. But if you would like to get involved with the show, then please follow the links on my website, andrewd.com, to the podcast link. And you can leave us a message there, which we will get back in touch with you each week. Or keep an eye on my social media. And on the day that we're recording, I will put out there a number that you can call live on the show. And you can speak to us and have your own very special message indeed so you've been listening to the room next door stay tuned